I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Roosters v the Cowboys. I will say, there were a few calls in this game where I was like, hmm, that's a tough call. Um, but I do probably think the Roosters, I mean, not probably, the Roosters were a better side. I felt like they deserved to win. But I definitely thought there was a few calls where I was like, man, that's tough on the Cowboys, like really tough. Like there was a one where he didn't even get dragged out and he threw the ball back in, but they penalised, but the Cowboys got penalised for dragging him towards the line. You know what I mean? So that rest are like, held, held, held. Yeah. They're dragging him. And as he does that, he throws it. He blows a whistle and it's a penalty. Again, I'm not saying he intentionally did it, but I thought, fuck, that's a tough call on the, the Cowboys. Um, another interesting point from this game. Um, oh, yeah, the Verrills one was absolutely – I don't – I don't yeah. like, how is that a try? How is that a try? What? Anyway. Um to be clear, though, I, I did think the Roosters were probably the better side. So I'm not saying that. I just thought that Cowboys fans have a right to feel a bit like, oh, we got a tough. But, again, it always comes back around. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. it, it helped you. So it's not like you haven't got your calls as well. Um, I thought an interesting fact. I thought the Roosters looked the best they've looked in tack in quite a while. Um, to put 32 points on a, a Cowboys side is not easy. And I thought, interesting, Tedesco had the least amount of runs he's had in a while. That's 18 what, runs. Mm, which that's is a, a half for Teddy normally. Yeah. And I thought that's really interesting. Like, do does he need to just pull back a little bit to open things up for him? Now, it's only one game. And again, like, to be really clear, we're not sitting here saying, oh, Teddy's the reason this, that, the next thing. But I, it was, I thought they looked noticeably smoother in attack. Um, what, what do you guys think about the, the Roosters? Yeah, I, I, like, that's the first time I've seen that with Teddy, but it is interesting to think about. Obviously, Joey Manu had 21 Touch the runs of the football, so three more than your fullback Jeez. Teddy, which is pretty wild. Um, you know, it's probably only this team that you <coughs> could see that happening to. I don't know. I just this is the first week I've sort of felt like, okay, maybe it is clicking. Maybe it is starting to come together. <coughs> I thought the way that they used Connor Watson was really good. 
literally mm. took Radley off, put Watson on. He mm. went berserk and they pulled him off. They didn't try and make it all work together. Mm. Watson, go and have your impact. Bang, come off. I yep. thought that worked really well for them. Yep. I thought Lodge and Hargreaves were fantastic. <coughs> um, yeah, I thought Lodge and Hargreaves were like just so good that first 20. I thought they really dominated. Uh, it, it seems like... It seems like Robinson has settled on a game plan. It's almost like this blitzing first 20 kind of footy, like just go out, go super hard. And then he, because he had, um, he had Watson and was it, is it, oh my God, it's Mitchell, isn't it? On the bench. bench. Hutchinson, sorry, Hutchinson. So he had Watson and Hutchinson. So that's two small, smallish players on the bench. I think he has really settled on. We blow them off the park the first 20. So Hargreaves Lodge, I just want you to go crazy. And then we bring on little fellas to almost, at the very least, keep up that pace of game or at the best to increase it again. So the opposition's going, holy shit, this is just too fast for us to handle. Um, you know, I thought Crichton played really well. Uh, Radley, I thought, had his best game in quite a while. Nat Butcher was outstanding in defence, 43 tackles, zero misses. I just think they're getting a real balance to their side. Um, uh, Suwali'i, mate, he is <laughs> like, has he almost locked a position on the wing for the Australia? Like, I know I was talking, like, I was throwing up as Smokies a, a bit ago, but like, that's Smokey chat. That's not lock. Are we going as far to say that we would lock him in on the wing? I'd pick him. Would you pick him, Tim? So who who would be the other option? So you've got, got Josh Adokar. You've got Adokar. You've got Dan Gagai, mm. um, Valentine Holmes. So we'll have Val will be at centre. Yep. So it's pretty much Gagai that will be pushing him for that spot. Are we assuming that? <clears throat> are we assuming Daniel Tupu's playing for Tonga? Uh, he'll play for Tonga. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Look. So him him v Gagai. Probably well. and like Gagai's form hasn't been the best. I mean, he, I think he had a good game last week, but yeah. hard to argue. Suwali'i, he's just... He's contact at the moment. Oh. It hurts to watch. Mate, like. I, and his timing, like those are not easy tackles to land. Like they are not easy tackles to land and he does it every single time. And then Robertson has this great game plan where, well, it's a small part of it, but every time the Roosters score points, guess who takes the second hit up? Suwali'i. Mm. And it's to make sure Suwali'i stays in the game. He stays in the game. It, like, because he knows how important he is to their go forward. Whereas sometimes wingers, if, if you don't force them in there, the winger doesn't know when to go in. He doesn't have the opportunity to. He wants to stay in his wing because he's trying to keep the width. Every single second tackle, Suwali'i will take it after the Roosters score points. He kills it every single time. Um, you know, he had two line breaks on the weekend and a try. Uh, I personally think the Roosters are building to something quite nice. It's crazy, like, when I watched them, you know, like I thought Joey Marnett was everywhere that game, the amount of hit-ups he took. He took 21 hit-ups for 170, 177 metres. Suwali'i took 15 for 160. In crazy, crazy. You're basically about nine metres a hit-up as a, as a 19-year-old. Would have looked all right uh, on the wing for the bunnies, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> no, bunnies are going all right. Yeah. To be honest... If they kept Suwali'i, they probably would have had to lose Latrell, Walker. One of them mm. is going. Just because of the money. That Just because of the money. Way. And like hindsight's beautiful, but I actually agreed with South stance at the time that we're not going to mortgage our club and give you all these clauses. Yeah, for sure. So that, like, yeah, it's easy to look back and say that. But 100%. Whatever. It's 100%. You're, t- you're totally right, though. Like, 
it's so easy for everyone to go, oh, if, if, if Rabbitohs knew that he was going to turn into this, they, prop, they may have gone, oh, okay, but they didn't know. We, we're, making, we're judging decisions made two years ago with information that they didn't have. Um, like, but I guess it, what, was, what I found really interesting, though, is that Roosters were willing to make that risk. Like they were willing to go, you know what, we're willing to have clauses, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, like, I think both clubs won. I really do. Because if, you keep, if, if Roos, Rabideau's keeps Wallitie, one of your big backline members is going. There's just no doubt about it. Mm. Um, and Rabideau's are going fine. Aren't, aren't they above the uh, Roosters on the table? <coughs> yeah, they are. They're, they're above. Adds another narrative to the story too. Yeah, for sure. Like we love He's going to be playing at the Roosters. Well, I hope he's going to be playing at the Roosters for the next 10 or 12 years and that's... It's going to be brought up all the time. But the concern at the moment is, so actually Teddy came out and said that he is open to a switch into the 5-8 role. And in the comment, he also mm-hmm. said, like eventually, but he also said that would give the opportunity for Suwali'i or Manu to play fullback. I actually think the Roosters are in a bit of trouble keeping Manu. Like someone is going to give, something's going to give. Surely that Teddy, Manu and Suwali can't finish their careers. The There's Roosters. just no way. Yeah. Something's given in that. They're just like, like, for example, Manu's taking 21 runs. Like he can, it's almost like he can no longer just sit down on the wing. People, if you remember Manu, Manu two years ago was a, a guy that might have six to eight runs and then four of them were incredible. But so he's been biding his time out there and it's almost gotten to the point where he's like, I can't sit out here any longer. Like I want to get involved in the game. I want to enjoy it. I just can't see, I can't see a world where they can afford to keep, even financially, let's say they had an infinite salary cap. And if. (laughs) Say in the crazy world that they had an infinite salary cap. Um, I just think that Suwali'i or Manu is going to want to play fullback or six. And so they should. And it's fair, fair. Like Suwali played fullback throughout all of his juniors. That's what he is. And so I wonder what they're gonna, how they're gonna shape that. I really, really do like. Because even, even if, even if Teddy goes to six, that means you have to lose fuck, either Sam Walker or Kiri. Mm. And and to be clear, Teddy was talking. He said, you know, in a few years, he didn't say now. But even if they do that, if Manu goes to fullback, that Suwali is still stuck on the wing. If Suwali goes to fullback, Manu's still stuck in the centres. So really interesting. I mean, it's a great headache. That's about having these problems. Oh, that fuck me. Seriously. <laughs> um, now, look, uh, I, really, I really think that the Roosters are building towards something. And I think, uh, I think Robinson is, is slowly beginning to settle on his game plan. Now, is it 2018 all over again? I'm not sure. But I tell you what, they're building nicely. Every week they're getting better in my opinion. And I think that they may hit real top-tier form come, come finals time. And I think they're just like the Rabbitohs, maybe even more so. They're a scary team to be playing in the finals. Yeah, this is the first week I've sort of sat back and gone, okay, fuck, Trent's working it out now. Mm. Starting to get some momentum. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, very exciting for the old Roosters fans. And to think they've got Lindsay Collins, um, he's due back at some stage. Obviously, mm. had that concussion, still waiting for symptoms to completely clear for that to bring him back. Takiaho, Dubak, should be this week. They're two <laughs> massive ins for that forward pack. Yeah. And, and I think it's a bloke. We spoke about spoken about a fair bit already, and that's Victor Radley. Missed rounds eleven to fifteen this season. They lost four or five in that period. Mm. Since he came back, he came back off the bench against the Panthers. They almost beat them out at Penrith. They've won five on the trot since. Mm. So speaking of the value of a lock and, and a Victor Radley to the club, you know results say it all. There, 
during that time, they tried things like Taukiaho at lock. Nat Butcher played a fair bit of lock, who, you know, they're fine in that role, but they're not the ball-playing lock that the Roosters need as that link man, that NRL teams need as a link man at lock nowadays more often than not. Um, so I think they've realised that, like, even if Radley were to go down again, surely Connor Watson comes in as that 13 mm. and just in a similar ball-playing role, but hopefully they don't have to and Radley can see out the season and... Mm. Keeps his hands clear, stays uninjured because he's had a few troubles, but uh, a lot of it's come down to Victor Radley. It's just it's just completely different note. Just on James Tedesco, you know, we, we just said he had 18 runs. He still had nine tackle breaks. Yeah, he's fucking The next amazing. best was five. Yeah, he's <laughs> incredible. Some of the tackle breaks too were mental. Like nothing was on and he was like spinning around in circles and <laughs> shit getting out of it. Mental. Um, also, I'm pretty sure, again, we've we've seen this before, so it's not confirmed, but a report has come out that, that Angus Crichton has been, like, they've agreed to terms and their contract is essentially done. Wow. Again, though, we've had we've heard this before. <laughs> we've heard this before. Yeah. But if, this, that, if that is the case, like, their cap, I don't, like... <laughs> okay, could that have something to do with them, obviously, rele- like Sam Beryl signing with the Titans last week? Yeah, maybe, be, maybe. That's the only I can think of. Why... But, like, they're going to have Sam Walker upgrading. They're going to have Suwali'i upgrading. It's going to be – I just – yeah. And they've got Cheese coming to the club. Cheese coming to the club. Fuck, that's impressive. You know, there's even whispers of the Mad Dog getting offers from the Roosters. Uh, again, it's Can you imagine if next year the Mad Dog or the year after signed with the Roosters, just the bedlam in rugby league? <laughs> Mate, they'd be all right. Suwali'i, Tedesco, Munster, <laughs> Cheese. Manu – Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> if, if Munster was to go to the Roosters, would it be like would, would that announcement be bigger than when Kronk went there? Do you think or no? Nah, I think Kronk. No. I think Kronk was such a stalwart of the Storm system, and he and he had to such a clean cut look and like the whole loyalty thing. And again, I'm not saying he's been disloyal, but I think that even took the Storm by surprise. Like I think even Storm were a bit like, what? Like you're leaving? Fair enough, but to the Roosters, like, um, yeah, fuck you imagine oh my god there, there are whispers though again nothing confirmed or whatever but there's genuine people have seen the articles of monster to, to the roosters fuck It'd be wild absolutely wild um yeah so what happens if you're the dolphins you must just be sitting going, fuck, what what's going on there i mean the dolphins have been in they've been used by so many players to yeah. get bigger contracts it was always going to happen um yeah. you know i think i think it is a really good learning curve for the next club to come through is like, if a player agrees, get it writing straight away. Yeah. But the problem with that is that, that doesn't even matter because you don't want a player that doesn't want to be there. I think like, the, I guess probably if they did it again, they'd just be more mindful of the fact they may be being used to get to drive value up. Um, it's going to be interesting. Like if the whole Dolphins thing doesn't work out in the first few years, like it's going to be tough to bring another team in. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if with all of Wayne, like Wayne missing all these targets, if with his England connection, he's just about to go whack, whack with a couple of big name signings. I mean, that, like there hasn't been anything about it, but you know, <coughs> options are getting limited from the NRL, aren't they? So I wonder if he's yeah. got, a, like there's talks of like Johnny Bateman in talks with the Tigers, is I think yeah. I saw the other day, just something like that. If he just goes whack, whack with two big ones from the Super You know what it was interesting about the Johnny Bateman Tigers one is I reckon, again, full tinfoil hat on, tinfoil hat, put her on. No evidence for this whatsoever. I reckon the Tigers intentionally put that out to put a bit of pressure on Papaliti to make to make him go. Hang on a sec, I might fucking lose this massive contract. And I and because like that Bateman came out <coughs> the week, and a few days later Papaliti confirmed yeah. that he's going. I honestly I reckon. 
that they fucking did that to put a bit of pressure on Papa Lee and go, this contract just isn't sitting here for you. If you want to fucking not commit, we'll whatever. Um, we'll bring in Johnny boy. Because like John ba- Johnny Bateman back from the – Oh, I mean, I'd love it. I'd love it. Love and I'll tell it, you man. what, if there's one player the Tigers need, it'd be a player like oh. Bateman because he's a ripper and terror. Look what he did at the Raiders. I think that – and look, maybe there's way more to it. But I think that is something the Raiders probably look back on and go, you know what, we, we probably should have done more to keep. Because, like, my understanding was that Bateman wanted a longer contract because he wanted to be able to say, look, I've got a long-term contract. I can bring my family over and live with me. The Raiders came, came back and said, look, we just don't have that money in the cap for you. Um, you know, you're more – because we don't have that money, you're welcome to speak to other clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was of the mind of, like, you know what, I should just go back to England because my family's already there. My kids are in school, rah, rah. That, that's my understanding of the situation that had happened. And if that is the case, I wonder whether the Raiders sit there and go, you know what, maybe we could have moved a few things around to keep them. What, yeah, had you heard anything different or the same? Yeah, I, like, to my knowledge, it's much to anyone else's. It was just a family thing. He had his daughter who'd be you know, 12 or 13 years old or something over there. Obviously a really hard time to bring them out at that age. When they're younger, you know, not to settle into schools and that, but mm. you know, pretty pivotal time of her life and the family life so I think among internal things at the Raiders there was it was just family was so much of an influence on that so you know no matter what you you moved maybe it wouldn't have had it made a difference anyway yeah it's interesting like the George Williams one like I I thought that was really sad how it happened because at the forefront of that his wife had just become pregnant COVID and everything had hit like how can people not understand like i understand he signed a contract and there, and there may be some people out there that would stay and they would allow their partner to go back but you know do we really expect a father to be away from the birth of his child mm. like it the support system of a family is so important with children and and they're basically in this country barely know anyone yeah. for her to have that child during COVID as well where you bloody you can't do anything um, I thought it was sad how that, that all panned out, how there's such a negative public spat about it with, you know, all the um, – anyway. But, yeah, so back to the Roosters. I don't know how we got all the way down there. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think they're building nicely and they're a very scary side to be playing over the next few weeks. Um, now, on to the Cowboys. Are we concerned, boys, with the Cowboys, the performance? They've been – they haven't been – the last, I feel like the last six weeks, they haven't been where we hoped they would be. Now, they're still top tier, all that kind of stuff, but I just like they've had a lot of points scored on them, whereas before, now it may be the standard of people that they're playing has increased, but I, I do think last six weeks, they haven't been as convincing as maybe the, the period before them. Um, I thought Le Lewis try tip on was amazing, amazing. Uh, you know, I, I personally, they went through so much this week as a club. I don't think there's much to really take away from this game. But I will say, like, when you look at the broader scale of things, like not just this week, mm. I think there was a period where they were only averaging like 12 points a game, whereas I think if you actually look at their last six weeks, they'd be averaging around the, you know, 16 to 20 or something like that. Um, thoughts, boys? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned there that maybe other teams, are, you know, the few teams that come up against, I mean, they played the Sharks up in North Queensland. They lost that one 26-12. They beat the Tigers. They shouldn't have. Mm. Um, they then played the Dragons. They then played Canterbury. They won both of those. But Canterbury took it to them for... Canterbury took it to them, yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. Um, and then down by the Roosters. Like, it really hasn't been a great six weeks for them. Mm. I mean, if you take out 
that Tigers win, which they shouldn't have got, mm. all of a sudden we're probably looking at it a little <laughs> bit differently. Yeah, and I know people don't like that. They're like, oh, if, if you if if you didn't win this game or that game, but that genuinely is something that's, you could say. And, and fine, don't, don't worry about wins. Look at performance. Yeah. They yeah. didn't perform well in that game. I don't give a fuck about the result. They didn't yeah. perform well. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I am starting to get a little bit nervous about the Cowboys. They play the Warriors this week in North <laughs> Queensland, then South Sydney, and then they have the Panthers up there. So it'll be interesting to see. Perfect game for them before finals mm. because it just it's a it's a tough game you, you want. You don't want to go into the finals playing, uh, what was it, Dogs? And then... Uh, Warriors and then South. Warriors and then South. Like, South, obviously, a decent, but... Per- I reckon Penrith is perfect because it's just a barometer of where you need to be. What do you got there, money? So I just did the maths on what you said. So for the first 14 rounds, they averaged 12 points conceded a game, 12.5. And since then, which is the last seven weeks, they've averaged 22.5. Boom. Wow. I think it should be noted that that origin period would have taken a big whack on this team too. Mm. Like, not like they, they only had a couple of guys that played. They still had a fair few, but they also had like your Chads, your Dins, all these guys that were coming in and out of Cowboys mm. camp for five or six weeks. Jordan McLean, Reese Robson, um, yeah, the Reuben Cotter injury. Like I think injury did make it uh, – I think Origin made it a little bit tough for the Cowboys. Not that that – I'm not trying to excuse them. Mm. But I just think it probably should be noted. It's probably it, something that Todd Payton's never had to deal with before mm. either. I think um, what's going to be interesting is that sometimes – when you have these crazy preseasons, and we've all heard about the crazy preseason that the Cowboys had, especially the first crazy preseason, sometimes it, you can fatigue at the back end of the season. And I'm not saying that that's the case, but like, let's say they go, you know, lost, 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 and then lost first finals. That could be something that they need to look at as a club. Again, to be really clear, they deserve a lot of reps for that preseason because that preseason has put them in the position. But sometimes there's like little things you can tweak you know, for example, Penrith did it so well in their long runs where, they like, Ivan Cleary came out and was asked, like, how, how are you keeping these boys up for everything, rah, rah? Mm. And he said, we don't rest on the weekend, we rest during the week. So, like, we, we send guys away for four or five days. And so I wonder if if it is the case that they are feeling a bit flat or fatigued. Again, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it is. But if it is the case, maybe they can look into that going forward next year of like resting certain players in certain periods. Well, mate, that's where I wonder if that, you know, if over the next three games, if they will rest a couple of players at some point. Mm. Well, are they guaranteed a yeah. top four well, spot? They're, they're not. So they're on 32. So would you, let's say they win next game. Would you rest them at least for one game? I'd, I'd seriously consider resting them for the Rabbitohs or the Panthers game, especially if they play the Panthers and they rest a heap of their guys too. I, which I don't I, see the Panthers. Do you think the Panthers will rest guys? I don't know. I, I know we keep saying, oh, the Panthers, are, you know, they didn't do it last year. They didn't. But, like, surely the more and more years that go on, the more and more footy they have to play, you start to consider it, don't you? Mm. I don't know. They or, they've, already, they've already had that rest, though. They've already had that rest where they rested a bunch of boys. Mm. Oh, I don't think they do. I think they play – I think – because they've already got Cleary, Luai are out. Yeah. Martin will probably be out. I, I, th- I don't know if they'll rest anyone. Oh, but the Cowboys, for example, if I was to rest – some it would be the Rabbitohs game, and if we lost, we lost whatever. Um, as long as they win the Warriors game, I'll just say though the Cowboys will be desperate for a home final. Yeah, so they yeah, might not rest. So anyone. if they if they win the Warriors, if they win against the Warriors, they go to thirty four points, where it's almost like 
I mean, Storm could go on to win. It, it all depends on what happens next week, really. But, the, but what I'm saying is the Sharks are on the same amount of points. And if the Sharks go second and the Cowboys go third, they have to go down to Sydney in week one of the finals. Mm. Yeah, they won't be able to rest because of yeah. that reason. Okay, yeah, you're right. My bad. Which, yeah, yeah. well. And I mean, without coming back to it again, like if they didn't have that two points from the Tigers game, like if, if the Sharkies lose a home final off the back of that, they'll be filthy. filthy. But I, I, you know... I think Fitzgibbon is such a yeah he'll uh, deal with it. Just but deal you, with internally, it. you'd be yeah you'd be absolutely. Off. Um, well, the good thing is though that they're they're now on equal points. So, what's Sharks run home? Have you got Sharks run home? Soft yeah. as anything. Manly this week, which is the toughest by a mile. Um, but you know we saw what they dished out on Sunday, mm. uh, and then Bulldogs and Knights. Yeah, Bulldogs so at Bulldogs in Cronulla, Knights at Newcastle. So Sharkies could have a home big chance. Ooh. I tell you what, we spoke about last week. They've just been swimming yeah. along, just fucking cruising. Um, okay, sorry, back to the Cowboys. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, so, like, as I think we... Well, I mean, Timmy, what do you think about the Cowboys? Oh, just to be honest out for me, statistically speaking, was the meters of the pack. Cohen Hess, 30 meters. Ruben Cotter, 108. The back rowers, Gilbert and Nanai, had 45 and 41 meters. And then Tao Malolo had 70 meters. Now, McLean came off the bench back from injury. He was 100. That was solid. And Luciano Lua, 141. But the meters of the starting pack, they're, like, horrific. Do you think it like has a lot to do with the emotional drain the week had on them? Maybe I don't. I don't know. Yeah, don't maybe. Know. I I think I think it was always going to be a tough game for them. Like Greeny is such a big part of that club. There's uh, numerous players and coaching staff that you'd just be hurting, man. Yeah. Fuck, you'd be hurting. You'd be fucking hurting. Um. So yeah, it, it by itself, guys, I wouldn't look into this Cowboys fan. To be honest, thirty to eighteen against a, a, a Roosters team that's hitting peak form yeah. at home, yeah. that's not too bad. It yeah. really is. And they also had some really tough calls. Like for example, take away the Verrill strike because that was outrageous. Like absolutely outrageous. You're looking, you're looking at um what twenty twenty eight eighteen. It's not not bad, not bad at all. Sure. So nothing, not not too not not alarm stage. There's even like like some of those like the pass that Victor Radley threw that floater like. 99 times out of 100, that wouldn't happen to you. Radley's just a freak to be able to see that in that split Like second. it's kind of like they score tries by being incredible rather than a lucky yeah. of the, the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Like if your lock forward can pick out the three defenders wide yeah. and shooting in that split second and float it to your winger, you know, you're Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, yeah, so look, Cowboys, I think it's just amazing what they've achieved this year. I really do. So, so good. Um and Tualangi's try, oh, fuck, what a beast. How good was that? So what I loved about the Cowboys' performance is that, like, their tries were so impressive. Like, that lay lure tip on, mm. one hand, a big boy like that, so good. And then a Tualangi, he just goes, oh, Sam Walker, there you are. It's your, you've got a chance to tackle me. 
Let's see if he can do it. Fucking boss. He hit him so hard that he hit Tedesco. He used him as a shield pretty much, yeah. Fuck <laughs> me. Tuolangi, what a great story his year. He's been he's had such a good year. Um, so, yeah, Cowboys fans, I think that uh, it's all good. Uh, again, again, the only, it, the only, I guess, negative can be if you look at that six to seven-week period, they have looked less dominant in defense than they have in the past but I, I do think they can turn it around who knows maybe you know we do find a storm as well leading into finals footy they like really load their training and sometimes storm teams get a bit uh flat just before finals and it's because their training's load is so heavy and so the cowboys could be doing that right now where they're just training them really hard so that as soon as they just before they hit finals they really back off and they get this kind of springboard into finals um, Rooster, uh, Rabbitohs do it like they struggle all year then they get to finals and they're fucking incredible um, the, the only guy we didn't mention there who I, I thought he was really good on the weekend Reuben Cotter mm. once again um, when is he not good he's seriously? never, he's never going to play ne- a bad game yeah like, he he's just, just but to come back from the injury and the hamstring and he just he's not missing a beat mate like he wasn't even in a lot of our fucking 13 he wasn't like he wasn't even in the starting 13 for a lot of our Cowboys you know packs now I know you know, we probably had him. Like, were you super convinced that he was a starting in the starting side? Like, you had him there because you were a fan of him. Oh, I was in my team, but I wasn't convinced Todd Payton was going to have him there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like this guy that you know we had. Like, that everyone had these huge wraps on, and we knew he was going to bounce onto this. Like, if, if he it, wasn't there, you would have gone okay. Yeah, I okay, he's it. off the bench. Yeah. He's, he's I would have done it, but I get it. Yeah, it, it, I'd go as far to say as if if he came out and played poorly and ended up in reserve grade this year, I don't think people would have been shocked. Because we hadn't seen, we haven't, he, we hadn't given been given an opportunity with all the injuries had to see how great he was. Um, that's how far he's come in a short span of time. You could argue he's the most reliable player in the comp at the moment, like or at least one of the most reliable players. Incredible what he's managed to do this year. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.